Text Prison Story family, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Tim Snow with part two on why I went fed in Nueces County. And uh, it's pretty good when I think y'all like this one, man. Big salute. Hey, in part one, I was telling you about them holding cells in there, man, that uh, I was sick. That's the whole reason I was even leaving Corpus when I got caught because I wasn't feeling good. I was ready to go home. I was in the tanks throwing up, everybody getting on my nerves and just really having a miserable time. I got into it with the nurse over there because I tried to do that fake seizure patient like I always do. And she didn't believe me. The nurse literally did take my file and put it at the bottom of the stack. So I had to watch every single man in those tanks get processed in. And then they did me. And I was there before all of them, man. So it was crazy. That was one time I got myself into some trouble I shouldn't have talked about. You know what I'm saying? But I had to try my plate. How about that? After the next day, I guess, day and a half or whatever they call our name, a couple of us and we go to the back. That's where you switch clothes and change into your uniforms in Nueces County. And uh, I'll never forget, there was a guy in there that was with us. He was kind of young. And he was scared, man. I asked him, young, so what's up, man? What you in here for? He said, I don't want to say. And when he said that, man, I thought, I said, oh, man, what you from kind of sex offender or something? He said, no, nah, bro, that ain't it. He said, I, I, I turned on the alarm at school. And I was like, what? The young kid said they had a test. He didn't want to take the test, so he was going to go hold a cigarette lighter under the thing in the bathroom and flood out the whole school. But what actually happened was it only turned on the one in the bathroom and he was soaking wet. So in the entire school, he was the only wet person. They knew exactly who to go get. You know what I mean? That was crazy. He thought it was going to do the whole school, but it didn't. But anyway, that little youngster man was somebody that, man, it's like his eyes were like paper plates. He was so scared. And I was just like, damn, man, what the hell? Didn't even know why. You know what I mean? So... Anyway, we process in, they take us on this elevator. And when they're taking us on the elevator, the officer looks at me and says, boy, you're fucked. I say, what? He said, you're fucked, man. They just sent you to the worst tank we have, man. And I told him, yeah. I said, y'all don't even have a tank bad enough for me. Let's go, man. Now, when I told him they didn't even have a tank bad enough for me, he should have seen how he looked at me, man. But y'all got to think about this. Look at that video I did before I went to the feds. I was 240. I'm six foot, 240. I could bench 325 as many times as I wanted to all day. And I wasn't fearing no man, for real. Hey, Ella Rose. Tell them hi. And there goes my daughter. Anyway, sorry, y'all. Ella kind of got me distracted right there. But as I was saying, I was big as heck, man. Been into a million fights. I wasn't worried about nothing. Not at all. But when a man tell you, we're sending you into our worst tank we have. Nice you versus them. They might jump on you, smash on you, kick you out. You know, there's no telling what might happen. So... I'm telling them, man, you don't even have a place bad enough for me. But on the inside, I'm thinking, man, I sure hope I'll be all right. You know what I mean? Because I know what I can do, but I don't know what 10 or 20 more, you know, that's the real truth, man. So you just got to hold your nuts, man, and go do it. And that's what I did. Literally, we go up the elevator. We come off, take a right turn. There's some kind of little control thing right there. We take another right. And he told me, all right, you ready? I said, I was born ready, homie, because you can't show them fear, man, not even to the police, man, or you're eight, your food if you do. So I tell him, yeah, I'm born ready, man, open the door, let me go. And I walk in, I see the first thing it is, there's a cage right there. You cannot walk right into the unit. You got to get in the cage, they shut the door behind you, then open the door in front of you. That's how they keep you from running out, okay? Now, when I'm walking in this place, I'm not knowing what to expect. I actually look in and see... The tiniest damn thing I've ever seen, y'all. It was so small in there. It was unbelievable. There were three cells on the right and two picnic tables on the left and one TV. And that was it, man. 
that wasn't even bad. You can almost touch both sides of that thing with your hands at the same time. So I walk right in and I don't see one single person out. Everybody's in the cell. I set my mat down and then I sit at the picnic table. Right away, I hear a big, loud voice go, hey, what's up, Wood? Now, if y'all been paying any attention to this channel, y'all know I'm not a Wood. So the only thing I said is, I'm not a Wood, homie. And I was waiting on him to say something like, well, what are you? Or what's up? Or anything. But they didn't say nothing. So I said it again real loud. I said, I'm not a Wood, homie. And still no answer. And I was like, oh, shit, this is weird. I don't know what's going on. So listen, I sat right there for about 10 more minutes, man. No kidding. And then all of a sudden the door popped. It was child time. And here comes the carts and here comes all the guys coming out of their cell. When they all come out of the cell, the last cell had one of the biggest Mexicans I ever seen in my damn life from Corpus Christi named Freddie D. Freddie D and three other ones came dead up to me. And said, welcome to the tank, homie. Where you from? And I said, I'm from Galveston. Freddie D is so big, he's looking down on me. He said, where you from? I said, I'm from Galveston, homie. He said, you're not from Houston? I said, no. And the other guy said, you sure you ain't from Houston? I said, bro, I'm from Galveston, man. Look. And I showed him a big old Galveston tattoo on my back. And Freddie D shook my hand and said, oh, cool, bro. That's what's up. If you was from Houston, we was going to smash you. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. But I'm not, man. And when he realized that, the biggest Mexican I ever seen was one of the coolest guys I ever met, man. We were like instant homies. It was weird, man. Come to find out, Freddie D and Corpus Christi was the biggest Point Blank fan, man. Point Blank's been the number one, one of the number one rappers in Houston for all my life, man. I know the guy. He's a great dude, comes by the house sometimes. And when Freddie D found that out, it was unbelievable, man. It was like I was point blank or something. And shout out to you, point blank, if you see this, brother. Because, man, I, once I even said I knew you, Freddie D was just like, wanted to be my best friend, man. And he was cool. And real talk, the entire time while I was in the county jail in Oasis County, me and Freddie D rocked it out real tough. Sat right there and sang point blank songs and screw songs and stuff like that, man. Not even one single problem with the guys. It was unbelievable. About my first three days in there, two days in there, I guess I was still kind of sick, not feeling too good. I was letting them take the trays and stuff. And then I came back to life, man. I beat it. The fever broke. When the fever broke, I started sweating and I just started feeling better. And it was cool. And literally, man, I stayed down there in about 12 days and that was it. In that tank right there, there was a cat from Robstown, cat from Annaville couple of those corpus cats, stuff like that. Every one of them had been down about three or four times. All of them were gangsters, you know what I mean? And every one of them just ended up liking me, man. Like, we was playing dominoes in here. Believe it or not, check this out. They had tug-of-war going on. These boys would make a damn line in the street. I mean, in the, in, the, in the day room, pull the blankets, and they were playing tug-of-war. That's how friendly it was in there. Not saying those guys are friendly in no disrespectful way because they were all gangsters. But there was no animosity in there. Nobody was mad at each other. Nobody owed each other no money. Everybody was eating. It was actually the coolest tank I've ever been in in my entire life in Nueces County, man. Like, that was some real stuff right there. And that's how I rocked out, man. I ended up getting a bond and made my bond. And I left out of there, man. And that was a whole nother story because 
When they release you in Nueces County Jail, guess what they do? It's about midnight, and they kick you dead out into the middle of the streets, and that's what they did to me. When they released me out that night, I had a, I had money on me, put it like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have nothing else. Of course, I just caught the pistol case. I don't got a pistol on me. Don't got a knife. Don't got nothing. They're just kicking me out with a bunch of money, and I'm not even knowing where to go. You know what I mean? First thing I actually had to do was walk over to the bail bonds place, like literally on my feet, walk to the bail bonds place and sign some more papers because they let me bond myself out. And then right over there was a, uh, I don't know if it was a Stripes or something, I believe that's it's like uh, Staples, I don't know if it's Leopard or Staples, whatever it is, right there by the jail, man. I went straight in there, came right back out, and they tried to rob me, man, like straight up. And when the, they tried to rob me by taking it, they're saying, give me your money, man. I said, what? Give me the money, man. I said, man, you got to repeat that, brother. I was so fucking mad when they said that shit. I said, you ain't getting nothing from me. And I just walked off. And literally, that was all it was. Dude had the weakest attempt ever. He just told me, give him my money. I said, man, get out of here. Walked off and uh, actually met this lady in Corpus Christi, y'all. This is the craziest thing ever. This lady was the coolest person ever. She told me that a long time ago, her husband was killed by an officer down there, and she won a big lawsuit. And that she had a real big house, lived alone. And that some of the people out there stayed with her, man. And she was hustling. Look, I was out there with her all night. She'd give them a $20 bill. They'd bring her back 30 And that's all she was doing, just loaning out $20 bills, getting her money back, man. And she literally told me, baby, sit down with me. You'll be safe all night. I looked at her and said, you think so, mama? She said, yeah, ain't nothing going to happen to you. I know everybody. So, look, I had to call my people. And for four hours, I sat right out there in the hood, man, and just watched her loan $20 bills out. About four hours later, man, my chick come pick me up. And here comes the reality when I got to look at her and tell her, baby, I'm going back to prison. I'm sorry. I love you.